Hey everybody, welcome back. A little uh, Don That's True action. Episode 5? Owen? Yes sir, episode 5. Nice. As always, I'm Truman Steen. I'm joined by my co-host Owen Dom. I'm found at twitch.tv slash Machine. You can find Owen at twitch.tv slash domination7. Uh, I'll spell it out later on the show. I'm trying not to spell it out as much. My doctor said spelling's not good for my health. Um... <laughs> How are you doing there, Owen? How's your, how's your, what is this, Tuesday? How's your Tuesday going? I lose track during quarantine. It's good. Uh, I actually started my phlebotomy uh, rotation on Monday, so I've been drawing a whole bunch of people's blood today, and yeah, there was an experience. I have not drawn anybody's blood today, but I'm glad to hear that you're up to it. Yeah, so basically what you do is you take this needle, and you go, and you just kind of like stab it in their heart, and then pull a syringe, and then the, and then hopefully they don't bleed out, and you go, thank you for your blood, sir. That's it. Well, that sounds like all the explanation we need about that. Um, yep. <laughs> let's talk a little uh, little NFL Week 5, you know? We barely had it. The Chiefs got moved. The Titans and Steelers didn't have it. Or, or, sorry, NFL Week 4. Chiefs, yeah. Chiefs almost didn't have it. Steelers and Titans didn't have it. We barely avoided disaster. The Vikings had a little bit of it. And somehow made their team better. But, but uh, you know... As always, as always, you know, me and you are both Midwest boys, both yeah. from Kansas City. We like to uh-huh. open it up with a little bit of talk about the Chiefs first. Yes, uh, sir. So I'd, I'd love to break it down. So let's let's get into it, huh? Let's talk about those Chiefs. Um, and I think that Chiefs. I think the big I think the big story out of this game was the kind of the lack of focus and kind of it lo- the, the Chiefs didn't look sharp for again for really. I mean, I'm not I'm not sure you could ever claim you know like in the Chargers game you felt like the Chiefs like didn't have it until the. Uh, the fourth quarter, but man, I don't know if you yeah. could claim the Chiefs ever really had it. You know, they ended up scoring and they had that pick six. They scored two touchdowns in nine minutes uh, from a very struggling New England team that uh, was missing Cam Newton. But and I think you know, and so they went up. They went up by about a touchdown, and then they and then they got the pick six, and the game was pretty much over. They were up. They were up right. sixteen with seven minutes left, and the Chargers and you know and uh, the. 53 minutes leading up to that, it only managed to score nine yeah. points or 12 points or whatever it was. So it felt pretty much yeah, over once that pick six happened. But I'm not sure you could ever claim the Chiefs looked sharp. And it's Yeah, I, I think they got a little bit unlucky. They had some pretty bad momentum killers, like a, a Mahomes missed pass to Kelsey uh, late in that first quarter. You know, hit him and hit Kelsey at his feet. That doesn't normally happen for Mahomes. Uh, he was pressured, but that's a Mahomes that Mahomes normally makes. You know, miscues happened. And then... Sammy Watkins getting the ball punched out by the best corner in the league, Stephon Gilmore. Uh, you know, that's our huge momentum killer on the opposing teams. You know, what was it, like 20? Stuff like that happens. And, you know, uh, I've, I've been saying this, and I'm going to continue to keep saying it. Good teams find a way to win ugly games, and bad teams find a way to lose those games. Patriots found a way to lose. But, and, but here's the thing is it feels like it feels like the Chiefs are kind of putting themselves in these bad situations and putting themselves in these ugly games. Obviously, we saw them have an absolutely beautiful game against what was revered, revered as the top team in the league up until last week when they played the Baltimore Ravens, absolutely dismantled them with perfect right, play this calling. Is the kind of thing that, this is the kind of thing that we've seen from New England in the last, for the last 20 years. You know, they, they win 10, 11, 12, 13 games a year, and... They struggle in games, and people go, people go, oh, is this the year that the Patriots are bad? And then they win all their games and go to the Super Bowl. I, I feel like that we're just, the torch has been passed 
to to the Chiefs for you know not caring about anything except the playoffs. Right, and and like and, and I, I get that, but here's the and, and here's the question that's going to come out of that, right? Is 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 that is that lack of focus in these smaller games going to cost this team eventually? Do you do, do you take it so. as a lack of focus, or do you take it? Because uh, you know, I think there's multiple ways to look at it. I think we kind of touched on it last week, where. Sorry, I kind of cut you off there, but you know, we we talked about last week where it could just be that the Chiefs are keeping the playbook kind of closed for these smaller games, but it, mm-hmm. but at times, you know, uh, Mahomes is still missing throws. He still wasn't uh, throwing it very right. well, and so, you know, that's where you got to ask yourself the question: is, is 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 there's there's a difference between keeping between having a a smaller playbook and having a lack of focus? And Mahomes threw, you know, two to three should have been picks. One definitely should have. Uh, another one, kind of a kind of a jump ball. Tyree Kill had his hands on it, but it sort of looked like the New England New England corner was going to intercept it. Um, but yeah. you know, and I, I don't know if it's a, a lack of focus from the coaching staff or the players. And you know, the game, of course, was moved from Sunday to Monday, and then Cam Newton was out, so maybe the players didn't take it as seriously as they should have. And Brian Hoyer uh, was absolutely terrible, and so was Jared Stidham. Yeah, so. I think it's a little bit of both. I mean. Honestly, though, Brian Hoyer wasn't awful, but he just made game-losing mistakes. Like, he played well for the plays that he didn't make a game-losing mistake in. And honestly, I mean, I think we can chalk Mahomes looking really rusty there to, to Bill Belichick being the GOAT and just being the best def- defensive-minded head coach that we've seen in our lifetime. And right. he, you know, Patrick Mahomes has yet to score a touchdown in the first half against Bill Belichick. Um and that's because Bill Belichick is an incredible defense. And, you know, they were disguising blitzes, disguising fake blitzes all day. And, you know, Truman, uh, you know, Truman, uh, Mahomes hasn't seen that yet. Like, it, besides from Bill Belichick. Anyway. And what are you going to do? Study two games worth of film to figure out what Bill Belichick's going to do? Yeah, that's not going to get you over the hump of what Bill Belichick's going to do. So I, I'm really not concerned at all. I think, I, I think the Chiefs did close the playbook. I think that uh, Mahomes you know, did kind of look rusty, but who cares? A W goes in the win column against the team that we know we should have beaten, and they've shown us when big game time, Andy Reid goes, hey, look at my magical book of stuff that I have, and they go to town. So I'm, I'm not concerned at all. Right, and we've, and, we, and we've talked about this in the past, and I think I put a tweet out there, is that, you know, it kind of feels like uh, the Chiefs don't really care about what you think of them. They don't really care. And it was very, very Belichick feel. We don't, you know... Uh, don't care wh- wh- whether we win by six or ten. It's not college football. I mean, it's you know, it doesn't matter. We don't need we don't need to win coach of the year awards. We don't need MVPs. We don't need rookie of the years. Right. We don't we don't care about those. We care about we we already won the MVP. We already had a prolific offense one year, and now that we won the Super Bowl, it's about winning the Super Bowls again. You're at the top of the mountain. Right. All you can do is just keep on getting to that peak. Why would you Why would you stop halfway up the mountain and worry about what's going on there? You're worried about the weather at the right. top of the mountain, and the top of the mountain weather is just Super Bowls. But, I mean, and, and of course, Belichick is, a you know, while he's not quite, it, 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 he's always revered as the guru to how to beat Mahomes. He's only, you know, he's only beat Mahomes, he's, he's 500. He's got a 500 winning percentage against Mahomes now. And even when he was beating Mahomes, they were kind of just outdueling him. He was really beating Bob Sutton. But, you know, he is one of the three, he, 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 Mahomes has had three games where he didn't throw a touchdown in the first half, and all three of those have been against Bill Belichick. So, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of questions that arise from that. Um, but as, as you know, so rotating in to kind of focus on Mahomes' performance, 
Um, did you think that Mahomes took himself out of the MVP conversation yesterday? No. Uh, Mahomes, Mahomes is still yet to play a bad game by, uh, by NFL-wide standards. You know, for ex-NFL MVP, Super Bowl MVP, you know, throwing two touchdowns and 240 is considered bad. But there are plenty of quarterbacks in the league that their team is begging for a performance like that. Um, right. I don't think he, he hasn't taken himself out of the MVP conversation. Uh, Russell Wilson is yet to play a good defense. Um, but, I mean, he, he didn't help himself, but he didn't take himself out of the conversation. He's still got plenty of room for magic. And, well, this and is, if we've learned anything from Saints fans, it's if you don't throw picks, all of a sudden that's the most thing that matters. So, you know. Right. But, you know, Russell Wilson probably is probably is still the leader about the MVP. We'll get into more about that later. Oh, yeah. But, you know, and but Russell Wilson torched this Patriots defense. So, you know, it doesn't look as good when we're not out there torching the defense. But, again, it comes down to that point where mm, does it really matter? Do the Chiefs really think it matters? I don't think they do. But, you know, it, it it's, it's weird because I had so much concern after those first two games, and now I'm like – Questioning if I ever need to be concerned again because everything's well, just right. so. It's just because of how bad we smacked the Ravens. Like if we wouldn't have smacked the Ravens the way we did, have that absolutely dominating victory over the number one defense in the league, like you know, this game would be concerning. If this game would have been, uh, I don't know, against the Bills and we won fourteen to twenty-one, we'd be like, oh crap, you know. But w- when you smack down the best team, in, the supposed best team in the league, and the Ravens. And make it look not even close. Who cares about you know beating a hobbled Patriots team by still two scores, actually three scores? You know, who cares? Uh, and I don't think the Chiefs do. No, I don't. I, I I don't think they do. But I mean, there's a lot of questions, and I mean, there's just a lot of questions that arise from every win that the Chiefs have like this. More questions arise, and then we'll have a win against like that we had against Baltimore, and it answers all the questions. Right. So. As we play these worst teams, um, you know the Pats without Kim Newton's obviously kind of a bottom feeder. Uh, we play the we play the Raiders next week. I expect them to handle them, but probably make it interesting like they always do. Of course, um, of course. you know the next big test will be the Bills, and that'll be you know that'll be interesting. We'll that talk, should be a really good game. I'm very excited for that. Right, we'll talk about the game here in a bit, but uh, just still focusing on this game right now. Um, if Cam was playing, do you think the Chiefs would have lost? Do you think they would have blown this game? No. Uh, the, the playbook was very obviously closed for a Brian Hoyer to lay Chiefs. I mean, uh, they ran basic slants. We ran the ball for power frequently. I think we ran, we ran like one reverse and a little bit of trickeration. Nothing fancy. I, I don't think. I'm, I'm, I don't think they I just feel like the Chiefs team is at a point where Patrick Mahomes is like just unwilling to lose games at this point. Yeah, and yeah, I, but I guess we'll, I guess I should never know. I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's always going to be a big question. I guess we'll, well, honestly, unless we see the Patriots again in the playoffs and they have Cam back, I think that's the only chance that you'll have it reseen what what would have happened. But yeah, I don't think the Patriots make it that far. I think they have an early exit. Like last year, interesting. It'll be with their opt-outs. It'll be interesting to see what the Chiefs because in the playoffs, I think the Chiefs will just open it up. I think they'll open up the playbook. I, I don't think there will be much concern. I don't think we'll end up yeah. like the like the, like the Ravens or like the like the Ravens, hopefully, or like the 
uh, Patriots last year, and I think we'll you know end up seeing each other again. So I think there's no problems. Sure. I'm just, you know, you never know. All right. Um. So let's let's move on from the Patriots. I don't know if we really need to discuss that game anymore, but let's kind of discuss like the overall team, right? And I think I think this, uh, as we saw, you know, the Chiefs not have to lean on their offense as much, uh, and the defense kind of get it better, get it done. I want to ask you. Do you think the Chiefs' better defense is better this year than it was last year? Yeah, uh, I do actually. Um, so we've got a uh, a healthy Frank Clark who's beasting. They couldn't run uh, to the right side of the Chiefs' D line all game because Frank Clark stopped everything, uh, except for one or two plays when they doubled him up. Uh, Frank Clark was a beast. Uh, we've shown that Taco Charlton even can hop in when Chris Jones isn't there. Mike Pinnell is the leading tackler uh, in that game just absolutely a monster uh the chiefs have shown that they can randomly develop cornerback talent from the trash heap uh found uh, rashad fenton in, what was it the sixth round or was he the seventh round pick he was sixth or seventh charvarius yeah ward, well whatever he's a starter now and playing like a stud yeah um, charvarius ward undrafted yeah, exactly. Legarius uh, Sneed, a fourth, fifth round pick. Already has right, two, two interceptions this year. Legarius Sneed, who's going to come back eventually and be a starter, and then uh, we've we've got we still got Bashad Breeland coming back off suspension. So, uh, you know, Chiefs uh, ranked ranked third against the pass right now, uh, mm-hmm. which is just a testament to all those guys. And I don't know, I just, the Chiefs defense does. Look, I don't know, you know, maybe linebacker, but. Still, still maybe kind of weak at linebacker, but other than that, we're solid. Yeah. I, you know, I want to throw a few stats at you this year. So, as as we're looking at right now, the Chiefs defense has allowed the the third fewest points in the NFL right now. And they're also top ten in takeaways in middle middle of the NFL for yards allowed. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, so while the yards don't necessarily report – reflect how how good they are they're doing a lot of bend not break you know as we saw with saw in that Patriots game with a lot of a lot of field goals not a lot of touchdowns and you know and they're being opportunistic and if the Chiefs offense sits here and doesn't turn over the ball and the Chiefs defense can force turnovers and the Chiefs win every tor- turnover battle I don't I don't know how sharp you'll need the offense to be as long as they're sharp enough to be mistake free if that makes sense mm-hmm. you know yeah. we got bailed out again uh, a few interceptions uh, of Mahomes that should have probably been intercepted or dropped, and which is fine. You know, you get those breaks sometimes, but you know, at the end of the day, if the Chiefs keep on not turning over the ball, and then the defense can force those turnovers, then yeah, I, I think I think they're in a great spot um, compared to 2019. They're you know the 2019. Once I saw these numbers, I was actually a little surprised. That defense was a little better than I even realized it was. I think they really came in on came into their own once they started to get into that Spagnolo Spagnolo scheme. But uh, they finished 2019 with the six fewest points allowed. They were 11th in takeaways, and they were, and again, middle middle of the NFL for yards allowed. I think that's just I, I, that's just very interesting for me. I, I I thought they were, you know, I thought they were worse. I thought they were uh, bottom half. I thought they were, you know, bottom bottom 10, bottom 15. But no, they were, you know, they were a good defense. They were serviceable to good defense. And again, we're looking at a, a a good defense this year. I wouldn't even, you know, I, I would even upgrade it from serviceable. And I think the further you get into that Spagnolo stream, uh, Spagnolo scheme, he does not stream on Twitch, such as me, me, me and yourself. But that Spagnolo scheme, I think the further they get into it, I think the just the better we see this defense get, get. And I think that 
Spagnolo just understands what it takes to make this Chiefs defense what it is and what they what the Chiefs need them to be. Yeah, I mean the Chiefs have obviously got to get better against the run. I think we're like twenty seventh right now. That's obviously got to improve. Um, but I think when we you know get some healthier linebackers. You know, right, but that's get, the, that's Damian the, Wilson back up to health, but. It, 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 that's going to come with the scheme, and especially with Willie Gay, you know, learning learning the scheme once Willie Gay understands what Spagnuolo is trying to do. I think it can really. Yeah, and but the thing about the rush defense is that it doesn't have to be good because you have Patrick Mahomes because you're always in the lead. It's just and if the Chiefs don't turn it over and they don't get behind, especially and even if they do get behind, Mahomes can flip it and give them the lead back easy. Then if if the Chiefs get ahead then you don't have to worry about the run as much. I think Spagnuolo knows it. Yeah, I I mean, not to spend too much time talking about this, but yeah, no, I, I'm i there. And But I, I think that uh, the run defense just, it does have to get better. But once it gets to where it perfectly needs to be, that we're going to be perfect. Right. Um. So, yeah, and then so moving on from a, maybe a better defense, I want to talk to you. Is this a worse offense this year? Uh, so far, you have to say, yeah. Um, there's not really denying that so far. Yeah. I, I, I think the offense has the ability to be where it was in 2019. Probably not where it was in 2018 because that's pretty often because our defense was so bad that we play like that. But with a defense that's good now, I don't think we're going to see what we saw in 2019 and 2018 ever again because, you know, our, our defense is good enough that we can run the ball. And we're just going to run out clock when we're up two scores. We don't need to score 50 anymore to win a game. So I, I think that on paper it's going to be worse from here on out. But I think that the win percentage is going to go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't hate, I don't, I don't hate that. It's just, you know, I don't know. It, there's, there's always reason to be concerned, but I think we kind of touched on it earlier. I think this Chiefs team just has bigger goals. I don't think they care what you think about their offense or that they have the most points or the most yards or what they do. What the only thing they care about at the end of the day is the game to day point differential. That's the only thing that matters, and it only matters that the Chiefs are plus one. They do not care about your spread. They do not care about your MVP awards. They do not care about your rookie of the year awards. They do not care. And while that's a repeat, that's kind of a repeat from earlier. But I think it's just the Chiefs are willing to close the playbook on bad teams and open the playbook when they need to. Yeah, but did you see Mahomes' Instagram post? There's definitely one thing that Mahomes does care about, and that's being called best in the league. He took it. He took it. He took offense to be called number four. He's pissed. He is. He is so mad. Did you see the video that he posted? Yeah, I saw the video he posted. But he doesn't. It it, it. 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 doesn't really matter. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter if you go out there and you play like shit. It doesn't matter if you care about being the fourth player in the NFL. Yeah, Guess what? Because even if they close the playbook, you still have to play better. That's fine. We can yeah, all be true. excited about that. But the fact that the fact that he went out there and then played like shit that game it was just I, I you know i'm not afraid to say that he should have thrown two to three interceptions he should have been strip sacked stefan uh no it was mccordy dropped that interception there was a there's yeah, another interception that they should have had that tyreek hill broke up it's just we're you, you know we can we can sit there and say that oh well i think he does care about it well he doesn't care enough about it right and I'm not saying Mahomes doesn't care because that's a that's a dumb take, you know. And it, and I'm not really that frustrated, but I think you know I don't I don't think it. I think either he does care or he doesn't care. And I think if you do care, then you can't then you have to focus in and you have to not make those right. silly mistakes. You can say it fires him up, but he didn't look fired up for that game, did he? 
he didn't look sharp. He didn't look good. So I, 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 I just think Mahomes is now in like big game mindset, um, where he he does it. We we've seen this, you know, with the top quarterbacks of the league, and you know we we heard it like a couple of years ago in the Pro Bowl where people asked Tom Brady if he was upset about not going to the Pro Bowl, to which Tom said, do you think I'm in this thing? Do you think I'm in this shit to go to the Pro Bowl? Like, he doesn't care. Uh, and I, I don't think Mahomes really cares. All. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's fine. I don't know. We're just, we're stuck in this weird spot where it's like, well, he cares, but he doesn't care, but he does care, but he doesn't care. And I just don't, I just, I don't love this situation that we're, I think he likes to make everyone think he cares on social media. I don't really think he cares all that much. He's a $500 million quarterback who's probably going to another Super Bowl this year. I think he likes to hype it and get himself hyped and stay competitive, and he always likes to win. And I think he would probably would like to play better, but if he doesn't win MVP this year and he goes to the Super Bowl, I don't think he gives a shit. Right. I think this is just going to be an oddly frustrating year for Chiefs fans, but not the Chiefs, where I think we're going to be frustrated because they're going to watch them go out there and look like they struggle against the Raiders and the Broncos and the Chargers and the Patriots. And, you know, deep down we know it's just not real, but you got to be scared they're going to drop one of these dumb ones. And I mean, uh, the, that happens. I mean, you drop a dumb one, but I don't think the Chiefs give a shit. As long as they get the one seed, they don't care. Right, but it's frustrating because that's how teams lose the one seed. Look at look at New England in Week Seventeen or Week Sixteen yeah, think, against the Dolphins. I think we're having a little bit of Chiefs week fan 17. hangover. I think we're having a little bit of Chiefs fan. Hangover. We're not used to our team being able to take games off. You right, know, Alex Smith. Alex Smith led Chiefs could never take a game off. You know, you lose to the Chargers, and all of a sudden you're in the five seed, and things are being scary, but. Now, with nobody dominating their their conference like the Chiefs do anymore, the Chiefs are in the spot that they don't they don't care. That, I mean, well, maybe the Ra- you can say the Ravens are going to dominate their their, their conference. Well, we'll even t- they might drop a game to the Browns who are getting yeah, hot. We'll talk about the division later on here, but yeah, it's just I don't. But but here but and here's the new thing, right? Is that there's three wild cards now. There's only one first round buy. So while we can say that you can afford to drop games to dick around like the Chiefs have, you know, they've got the tiebreaker, right? And so while they're right. not up on the Bills right now, they are up on the Ravens, which are, you know, probably the team that you expect to keep on winning. But the Bills don't have to play the Ravens. The Bills don't have to play. The Bills don't have to go and play uh, the Texans. You know, they get to play. They get to play the Titans. They get to play the Chargers. They get to play the Steelers, I think, in the AFC North. You know, it's just... Uh, they, they get to play yeah, the second place teams. I, it's. I feel like the Chiefs are just playing like they're just not gonna lose any. I think they know, and I think they're putting out the effort, like the minimal effort required, unless it's a big. And I, don't, I just don't feel like they care about these smaller teams. Like I, I feel like they think that they're such a better team that they can take games off, and they've shown us that they can. Yeah, I just. They can take games off, sort of, you know, and that's, I wrote this script thinking that they could take games off, and all of a sudden, I, I just find myself very frustrated by them right now, all of a sudden. I'm very annoyed by this, and I don't, <laughs> I don't know, I'm, I, <laughs> I think we need to move on. I'm just, I'm, I'm getting unnecessarily heated about the Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's obvious that they're slacking, but once again, I just think that 
as Chiefs fans who suffered through all this, we want to see a Chiefs team just dominate everybody. And I think the Chiefs don't feel like they need to do that. And that's really frustrating for us. We feel like we're on top of the summit now. And we want to see us just stomp everybody and continue stomping. But that's not what they like to do. Right. I get like I get it, but I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm worried that we're going to lose dumb games cuz we're cuz we're doing it like this. And I don't know. Well, but we'll have that conversation on the Tuesday following a dumb loss. Yeah, and I'll and I'll be frustrated and you'll go, "Oh, it doesn't matter." And I'll go, "Well, there's only one bye week and then we'll do this again." Uh, <laughs> but talking about that that game that could be that one loss. Um assuming that the Bills beat the Titans this week and assuming that the Bills beat and that the Chiefs beat the Ravens. Um, you know, we'll be looking at two undefeateds battling for basically the top top spot in the AFC at that point. Um, well, depending, I guess, on what the Steelers do. Steelers are half game back, and they had their bye week, blah blah blah, 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 blah you know, whatever happened there. Um, did the Chiefs? I mean, do the Bills scare you? And no. if the Chiefs are to lose that game, is there is that a big concern? If the Chiefs, I think I already know your answer on this. Concern. We already just covered it. Right. If the Chiefs lose that game, there's reason for a concern. But I'm not concerned about the Bills. And here's why. The Chiefs are the number three pass defense. Do the Bills run the ball ever? Yes. Josh Allen's one of the no. best running quarterbacks in the league. Not okay. But we've seen what happens for to running quarterbacks against the Chiefs. Right. Uh you know, they're not they're not like a running team. They're not the same as the Ravens. Right. It's, it's they're very different. And the, Lamar Jackson's been getting it done by slinging it. And we've in the Rams game has shown us that the Bills can just randomly take almost a whole half off, barely scrape out a win. I mean, yeah, it's impressive that they clutched it, but they also gave up like what was it, thirty-two straight points to the Rams. Something stupid. It was like you know five possessions of scoring. It's got to be twenty-eight. Right? Because the Rams had 28. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, I get what you're touchdown. saying. It was something unacceptable. But with the Chiefs secondary playing like it does, Josh Allen being prone to mistakes, which he hasn't made yet, but he's shown us that he is willing to make mistakes and willing to huck it. And that's when Ty- Tyron Matthews hits a load under the ball and intercepts it. Um, I'm not concerned. I, I don't think the Bills are a good matchup for the Chiefs. I don't think the Bills have what it takes to beat the Chiefs. I don't think their running game is good enough to, to handle the Chiefs. I don't think the Bills win in a shootout. I think the... Uh, yeah, I, I I, I don't know. I don't know if it gets into a shootout. I think, you know, they have a top-tier offense. They're they're better than the Kansas City on offense in almost every metric besides turnovers. But uh, like I said in the Ravens game and like it will be against the Bills, I think it will come down to turnovers. And I think this Chiefs defense has been opportunistic enough you know, they're, uh, what did I say earlier, third place in the NFL for turnovers and stuff like that? Yeah. They're at least top ten. And, you know, it's going to come down to if the if the Chiefs can continue to force turnovers on defense and be opportunistic and keep them to field goals, and if the Chiefs can continue to not turn the ball over and be that team that's only turned the ball over two times in four games, you know? About every sure, other game there's going to be a turnover. Do we really know who the Bills are? Let's be honest. They play the Jets, the Dolphins, the Rams, and the Raiders. They've won all of those games by two scores or less. Do we really know if they're that? They beat the Dolphins by three. Beat the Raiders by seven. 
beat the the worst team in the league, the Jets, by ten. Do we really know if the Bills are all that good? Um, you know, I had that written down. You know, they've only they've only won. Um, you know, they've won th- four games and three of them have been by single digits and only one of them has been by double digits and it was 10 over the Jets. Um, you know, but I just, I don't know, man. Well, why do, why do we give the Chiefs a pass but not the Bills? And I, I know that's why it's, I know it's because they're, they're because Super Bowl the champions score, and they have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Because Reed the score whatever. of the Chiefs games doesn't indicate how close it was. We know what the, especially with the Ravens that it should have been like 45 to 10. It shouldn't have even been a game, but a special teams mistake and mistakes made it seem closer with a garbage time touchdown. Right, cuz the Chiefs uh, cuz the Chiefs are playing uh, lackadaisical. They just they don't care, it feels like. And I don't yeah, know, but, and, but they showed know. us that when they do care, they they show up in some. I'm not scared. The Bills don't scare me. Uh, play a real team first. I mean, the Rams are technically a real team, but are they really? I mean, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I, uh, I think the Rams are probably a top five team in the NFC. They're a playoff team for sure. I hope so. Let's make, have that whole division make the playoffs. I, I, the Cardinals are losing me. Uh, Cardinals are not making the playoffs. Um, what they, who they lose to? They lost to the Panthers. They lost Lions. to Panthers. No, Panthers and, and Lions. Yeah. Maybe it's just cat teams. They are birds. So. That would oh, make yeah. sense. That would make sense. I'm just saying. Um, you know, they beat the 49ers. That's a human team. And then Birds the Washington the Washington football team, you know, that mascot. Teamy the, the Monsters. The Washington teamy football the, team. Teamy the team mascot. Teamy the team mascot. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm worried about this Bills game. It doesn't seem like you're very worried about this Bills game. I am worried about this Bills game. I don't... I, uh, the Chiefs are worrying me right now, and that's that's dumb to be. It's dumb to be worried and whatever and Ooh. whatever and whatever. But I just, I don't know, man. I'm I'm not. I'm not scared. I ain't scared. I just I'm not. You know, if 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 Mahomes gets that pick six, if if, if they if they don't blow that call. They don't blow that sack dead immediately, and Mahomes throws that what probably would have been a pick six there oh, on no, that sack. Oh no! Jared Sedona throws another pick. I just and but if he doesn't throw that interception, and they catch Mahomes' other intercept, one of the other Mahomes should be interceptions. But Truman, did it happen? I know we can say, but 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 what if what if the Bills beat the Patriots instead of choking in Week Eight of 2019? Would the Patriots have gone to the Super Bowl? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. There's cause. Who cares? We've seen this. We've seen this all before from a different uniform. I'm just. There's cause for it concern. It doesn't matter. There's the still win. Cause yeah, for it's all cause for concern, but it doesn't matter. The playoffs are the only thing that matters. There's no way the Chiefs are gonna miss the playoffs, so it doesn't matter. I just. It doesn't. There's a built-in bye week from COVID to the playoffs this year. Built-in bye week. If they don't miss something, and I think this is a good, I think this is a good transition to start on, uh, start as we kind of transition away from the Chiefs. I think I think we're we're at odds here for uh, for one of the first times on this podcast. And uh, you're just wrong. I'm sorry. I'm just I I'm I'm actually concerned. You're not concerned. Uh, people that know us personally, probably not not, not surprised. It's <laughs> about time. I can't believe we've been agreed on these this far. <laughs> um, but speaking speaking of COVID, um. 
obviously we uh, this was the first week in the NFL that we saw like actual impacts. And uh, teams, uh, you know, we, we got a glimpse at what could happen. You know, we saw, we saw it in the MLB and the NBA and stuff. You know, all it takes is one big outbreak again and for these things not to work out that now we've got serious problems and now we've got to start considering about bubbles and then we've got to start thinking about other things. And I don't know, is this, is this Titan situation where, and you know, p- part of the Vikings team and the Cam Newton situation and the Chiefs situ- the Chiefs had it. This wasn't talked about much, but the Chiefs and the Vikings kind of got to slip away and fade into nothingness, and nobody talked about them for no reason because they also had players get COVID. Yeah, okay, but the Chiefs had a practice squad. It doesn't matter. So it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Just, just basically, on um, uh, yeah, it matters, but basically they're just gonna remove them from. I mean, but I don't think that teams are gonna start taking it seriously. Uh, I think the teams are gonna focus on starters. And I think we're going to see a similar thing that we saw in training camp where we're going to see idiot rookies on the practice team like sneaking their girlfriend in hotels. I think there's still going to be morons. Uh, it's too much to ask, I think, for, for coaches to control 83 players. And I think teams are going to slip up and teams are going to pay the price for it. Well, but I don't think they're going to take it seriously. Well, I think the good teams are. And I think trash teams are going to get COVID. Right. Well, well speaking of that, the NFL owners did have a meeting on Monday where league sources believed it was, uh, were told that they were basically going to read them the riot act and make a big crackdown and start having serious threats for people that aren't wearing masks on the sidelines. John Gruden, especially uh, that whole Raiders team, they all went to that, that's the Raiders team had the four or five players that went to one of their other players uh, charity events was seen not wearing masks. Uh, you've seen John Gruden on the sideline, never wearing a mask. He's been fined. Right. About a mil, the the team has been fined about a million dollars at this point, and nothing, and you know, and nothing, and nothing keeps happening to these guys. And uh, I think what it's going to take from the league is actual serious suspensions, especially the coaches on the sideline, because you saw Gruden doesn't care. You know, Gruden does make. I think he signed, if I remember right, I thought it was a ten-year, hundred million-dollar contract with the Raiders. That is correct, ten-year, hundred million-dollar contract. Right, and they find him. They probably find him specifically three to four hundred to five hundred thousand dollars this year. And, but, you know, at the end of the day, does that matter to him? You know, if that's 20% of his contract, yeah, sure, that's a fair amount. That's a serious amount for people, but, you know, um, I don't, you know, I don't know. It's, uh, I, th- I think John Gruden just doesn't care. I think, I think you're finding millionaires hundreds of thousands of dollars. I, you know, at the, at the end of the day, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to them. They don't, you know, that's, you know, it's not when you have that much net worth, you have that much of a bankroll built up. It's probably a, you know, hundred dollar fine, two hundred dollar fine. And while you're like, oh damn, that sucks, but you're like, well, okay, well, pay it, move on. And I don't know. I think there's, you know, I think the, I think the NFL is gonna have to step in and actually make serious threats about this and make serious consequences. I'm, I'm talking game suspensions. I'm talking, you know, stay, get out of the practice facility for a week. I'm talking, you know, serious things that can actually affect this game. Uh, the, the consequences for the season and outputs of game and outcomes of games, and I think if that starts to happen, then you will you'll see the stuff you'll see teams start to take this seriously enough. But if teams don't take this seriously enough, you know we lucked out where we had three teams that could kind of rotate around, but you know they were all serious contenders. And if you get multiple serious contenders that don't have the seasons to start match up, that don't have seasons that match up and bye weeks that we can move around, I think there's concern. I think there's a cause for concern. Uh, yeah, I, I still don't think teams are going to care, and they're just going to tank those, and the teams are going to pay them. 
I think the serious teams are going to care, and they're going to make sure their players care. But I, I think league-wide, I, I think teams are going to have to care, you know, like you said, but I think the one or two teams are going to find out the hard way, get spanked with stuff. Right, and I think what we're going to see, and I want to rope this into our next category because as, as, as you saw in the script, I've got kind of uh, the next one is, is there any teams that you know are bad? And why, why this question had me start to think about this question is, we, as we saw in the NBA, when they got, they got far enough into their schedule, into their season, that they were able to just say, hey, we want these 20 teams because they have a shot at the playoffs. And these teams can actually make it. These teams have been all but eliminated, and they're not good enough to play. You know, we know that. And uh, it, was, it was like a like a joke I saw on on Twitter like a few days ago where it was like <laughs> uh, the Jets are uh, seventy five to one odds to win the Super Bowl right now. So if you placed that means that if you placed a hundred dollars on the bet on the Jets to win the Super Bowl, you'd lose a hundred dollars. <laughs> and along those same veins. You know, if we had to go to this hard bubble where everybody's staying at Disney World or, you know, we discussed, I think, on that first episode where everybody's staying in L.A. or, you know, one of those Texas cities that right. I'm sure has huge high school stadiums right. all around. I mean, are we going to see uh, the problems um, problems arise and concern? Or, I mean, so uh, with that being said, Owen, what teams do you know are bad? What teams do we collectively know are bad? Uh, okay, so teams that we know are bad. Uh, starting with the obvious, the Dolphins. The Dolphins are bad, and we know they're bad. They only be bad. The main one being the Jets. The Jets are clearly the very worst team in the league. I think we also know that the Giants are bad, and uh, I think we know that, unfortunately, everyone's doubting the Bengals are bad. I think the Jaguars have a chance to not be bad, but as of, as of right now, they are still bad. So I think those five are the teams that we know 100%. I probably, you can probably loop the Vikings in there, but it's still early and there's still a chance for them to go seven and five. Uh, uh, I don't love the, I don't love the Vikings at all. Uh, let's see what, te- let's see what teams, what teams did I have? Um, I've got, let's see. We've got the entire NFC East, uh, both New York teams. The Giants and the Jets. The entire NFC East? Yes, the entire NFC East is an absolute dumpster fire. Yes, one of them are sadly going to make the playoffs, but in, but I will be shocked if it is more than one of them. I will be absolutely... There's no way it's going to be more than one. It's literally going to be the division winner. I would, I, would, I would be willing to bet a lot of money that only one team from the NFC East is going to make it. And, I'd be, yeah. You know, who that team is? I don't know. There's three teams at one win. Wow, what a competitive division. Um, but yeah, like you said, the Bengals are bad. I think we learned this weekend that the Texans are bad. Yeah. Very odd to say, but you know, but as, and we saw Bill O'Brien get the, get the boot. Hell yeah, brother. Finally. Holy cow. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, so yeah, I just, I don't feel, I don't know. I don't feel good about that, but there, there is, you know, there's, there's a few O and four teams. I think we included all of them, but. I didn't include one specifically on my list. I think you glossed over them, and we talked a, a, a bit about them last week. But this kind of leads me into my, my next point here. I, you know, I'm just I'm on it today. I'm on my transitions. Everything leads right. to another. You can see you can What's see what path team? I was on when we were talking about this stuff last night. Uh, so what I want to discuss is, uh, 
you know, when we're at this week four, where we're at the quarter mark in the season, we talk about a lot of things that, like, we've seen one-fourth of the season, which is weird to say that the season's already one-fourth over because it feels like, right. you know, we've had a week of it. Right. But the season is one-fourth over, so we can kind of start to say, okay, here's what I think's going to happen in this and this and this and this. I've seen this – is, this is the first time you feel like you've got a large enough sample size to start calling some shots, right? Yep. So – my question for you, as of as of for like the national narrative and what you hear and, and see, I want to talk most overrated team, the most underrated team. I'll start with my most underrated team. And I've actually got two here. And they're in the same division, and they play each other next week. <laughs> to be to the for the battle of who is truly the underrated team. Uh my two teams are actually the two teams in the NFC South that no one is talking about right now. NFC South. The NFC South. We are talking about the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers. Obviously, Atlanta is 0-4, and they did have those huge collapses. And yes, you did just get on to me about the big what-ifs of the season, but if they don't collapse collapse against the uh, Dallas Cowboys and they don't collapse against the Bears. We're looking at them at 2 and 2 cuz they they were better than both those teams in that in that games. In those games. They were better than both of those teams. Yeah, I guess Truman. They've allowed the most points. Yeah, but so, only only because they're getting allowed, such big leads and have 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 They've allowed the second most points in the whole league. Who's who's allowed the most just for fun while we're talking here? The Cowboys. Only the Cowboys have given up more points in the Right. Be, well, to the be Falcons fair, there was a forty to th- there was a forty to thirty nine game that they played. Yeah, whatever. The Falcons have also scored the third most points in their division. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just They've here to say. They've only scored one hundred and six points. I'm just. I'm you know just, who else has scored one hundred and six points? I'm just. The Minnesota Vikings, Stroman. I'm just here to say that if they knock off those two teams, they finish them like normal teams do. If they didn't have Dan Quinn. Maybe we're talking to. Do you think two? they have a chance to beat the Bucks? Because that's all that. Yes. Matters. Do you think they have a chance to beat the Bucks? Yes. Yes, they do. You're high. They absolutely have. They. I think they have a shot to beat the Saints. I think they have a chance to beat the Bucks. I think eleven you, and five. I think eleven. I, I don't think they win the division, and I'm not sure they make the playoffs. But I'm telling you that they're not as bad as you as you think. They're not. Okay. They're not. I, I'm telling you, they're probably the second or best team in the NFC South. But now that they're buried at zero and four, they're not going to make the playoffs. Because at the end of the day, I think eleven and five wins that division. We're gonna talk about this later when we talk about okay. if Brady can if Brady can get this done. I just okay. I keep on I, you know me I keep on reeling people in for later on. But I'm telling yeah. you that I think I think eleven and five wins that division. And you know uh, the Falcons would have to go eleven and one at this point, which would mean that no more utter collapses. And also if they want if they go eleven and one, uh, Dan Dan Quinn definitely gets to keep his job for another year which is just insane <laughs> after yeah because true. catastrophic comebacks are always uh, a lot of the time come down to coaching and being yeah. prepared for stuff and uh so while i think the team is good i think the coach is bad and i think the coach should be gone uh and if they don't make the playoffs this year i think he should get the boot even if he somehow rallies this team to get to eight and eight don't care give him the boot or i think yeah, the Falcons okay. just real quick off. truman i will while i'm on the train of thought and i found the stat do you know who scored the least amount of points in the league so far? The Jets? No. It's not Jets. Oh, it's somebody weird. Is it the Washington? It's the, no. It's the it's Giants. The Giants. Oh, well, that makes the sense. The Giants. 
The Giants are on four. Okay. So I'm going to give they play you the NFC East. They're garbage. They I'm don't give you an over under on points. And you're going to tell me how many they scored through four weeks. Okay. 50, 50 is your over under. How many did 50 they, points. Who did they play this over week? Over four weeks. Who did they play this week? I, I, just give me the over under. I, know, I just know because of how you phrased it and where you put it. I know it's under. Yes, but it's under. Oh, because they, they scored, scored what? 16. 40, they scored 16 40, the first week, 14 the next week. Put them at 30. Or no, they were yeah. at, they were at, they scored 13 that next week. What are, so they're at 29. What did they score the last two weeks? How, how many points are they at? 47 points over oh. four weeks. That is terrible. Yeah, 16 points, 13 points, 9 points, 9 points. I mean... Yeah, funny enough, their defense has been good, and they've only given up 96 points. Right, because, I mean, at the at the end of the day, they've only lost... They've, they've lost two games by one score and one game by uh, what was essentially one score. They scored, and they missed the two-point conversion. Right. So they it's ended up losing pathetic. by 10 to the Steelers. That's still a pathetic offense. It's bad. Oh, by the way... Don't get me wrong. It's bad. By the way, by the way, the, uh, the Colts have allowed 56 points. Cold Stephen. Yeah, Cold Stephen's best in the league. And that's my underrated team, by the way. I think the Colts are still underrated. At three and one, I think the Colts are just. I think they're good. I I do. I think the Colts are good. I think that's my underrated team. Uh, I th- I think they're gonna win the division. I think they're actually gonna manhandle the Titans, and I think it's gonna be ugly. Yeah. I think it's gonna be like a, a lopsided game because all yeah. the Colts need to do to win is have have Philip Rivers not mess it up. Yeah, and apparently so far he's been decent enough to not mess it up for him. Uh, they've only played trash teams: Jaguars, Jets, Vikings, Bears. Uh, nothing too impressive there. Did lose to the Jaguars, by the way. Um, most exciting division in football, AFC South. But what? Um, oh, AFC South. Most exciting yes. division in football, AFC South. Yes, everyone sure. knows. Right. But actually, I have a contender. Uh, I think the AFC North might be more exciting. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're, they're probably the best division in football. AFC South can hold the most exciting. Uh, I, th- I think I've got this again on my docket <laughs> here in a bit. I think, I think you touched on a few of my points that I've got, that I've got here later on my docket. But, uh, yeah, so the most overrated uh, – most. so we talked both o- underrated. But uh, most overrated, where are you at? Raiders. Why do people think the Raiders are good? Nobody, they nobody thinks the Raiders points. are good. They're two and two. Did yeah, you, actually, and I saw this. I saw this. People you are, are still pretending that they're good. Did you see this news today? Uh, Bet online, which is a, another bookie, another bookie site for all the all the gamblers yeah. out there. Um, they actually paid out the Chiefs to win the AFC West futures today, which is a very odd. It's a it's a promotion, and it and honestly, if it, it makes sense, but it's it's the earliest they've ever done this, and it's insane. So Wait, they already gave out the money for people who bet on it, because right. I think it's so, confirmed. So like, for the people, so for one, first thing about this, and somebody pointed this out, is that that bet at the beginning of the season was minus five hundred. The Chiefs were minus five hundred to win the division, which means that if I if I laid fifty dollars, I'd I'd win ten dollars. So this is there wasn't much value in that bet, anyways. Yeah, so people probably weren't betting, and very many people betting on it. Right, but the people who did bet on it, I mean, it makes sense if you do actually believe that this wasn't going to happen. But the fact that a gambling site is already paying that off. You know, we've seen uh, teams come back. You know, that 
you know, they're only two games up. <laughs> There's 12 games left to play. It's not insane, but I mean, it's just, it's very interesting. And it's a, it's a good way to get your name out there. And it makes sense because it puts uh, better's money back in the pockets. But, you know, the Raiders are probably, uh, with Drew Locke out and the Chargers, uh, Tyra Taylor out. Um, I think, um, I think the Raiders probably are the top threat to the Chiefs. And I think, I think you're right. I think they are. Uh, you can say they're overrated, but at the same time, uh, I think everybody knows that they're not going to challenge for the division. Nobody thinks they're actual, other than delusional Raiders fans, which there are a lot of. It's the we- one of the weirdest divisions of, oh, nobody likes us, and we believe our team's going to do everything all the time. Right. It's one of the biggest divisions in, in the NFL for that, I think. Or one of the biggest mm-hmm. teams in the NFL for that, I think. But Oh, yeah, 100%. But I don't think anybody actually thinks they're going to win. I mean, you know, betting sets are paying it out. And I actually, I, I do, and I, I actually want to build on something we talked about again earlier. Um, for my most overrated team, is I actually have the Bills. There, I think, I they've only won like we talked about earlier. They've only won one game. While while, and I I do want to preface this with yes, I am still scared about the Chiefs. I didn't just flip flop on my on my Bills Chiefs take. I'm very scared for when the Chiefs have to play them, but at the same time, um, you know, we did see. Uh, the Rams, they got bailed out in that Rams game by a late defensive pass interference that probably shouldn't have happened. And they would have right. lost the game there. Uh, they've only won one game by double digits, and that was against the terrible Jets. And then they've won the other three by, by single scores, and that was against teams that are, you know, fine. Uh, the Dolphins, they won by three points over the Dolphins and seven points over Oakland, a team, the team that you just called overrated. And, yep. you know, four points over the Rams. And I think the Rams, uh, you know, again, probably the toughest division, one of the tu- uh, second toughest division in football now with the, AFC, with the AFC North the way it is. But, um, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah, no losing record so far in the NFC West. In the what? All teams. NFC West has no yeah. losing records. Right, because the Cardinals are 2-2. the only two. division with no losing record. Right, but, but the AFC North has three teams and three wins. That's true. That is, that is a scary division. That's, that's the most wins in the division, I believe. Let me run that math. What is that, 10? I think three. I think the NFC West still takes No, I think, they still, I think they have 11 wins. Although the Steelers didn't get to play a game this week. So take that for what it is. They could have been tied yeah. for most wins in a division. Um, but Yeah, AFC North has 10. NFC West has 11. Right. So for, yeah, so for most overrated, I think I've got to go with the Bills. I... Uh, I'm interested to see this this Chiefs game. I think that'll prove where the Bills are really at and where the Chiefs are really at. And yeah, I'm, I'm there with you. And you know, at that point, we'll be almost halfway through the season, and you know, it's about time for that Chiefs loss that makes everybody question how good the Chiefs are. I think, and they no, and they no, not and, this year. and playing in Buffalo is their kryptonite. They not this year. they perform terribly in Buffalo. It okay, cool. Alex Smith isn't the quarterback anymore. Uh, Andy Reid's still the coach, still the Chiefs. I don't trust it. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll wait and see. But there's always weird vibes at Buffalo. It help, probably helps that there's no right. no fans in the stands. Um, okay. But but talking about talking about your uh, Colts, you know you know how we didn't mention the Bears even. Uh, you know we saw this Bears and Colts matchup over the weekend, and we've got two questions okay. kind of st- stemming for this. And we I think I think we've already answered this question, but I do I do have it on the docket, so I want to I want to cover it. Do you think that the Colts are for real? Are they for real contenders I, in the AFC? The, the Colts are for sure for real. Uh, uh, and I don't think they're contenders for the AFC, but they're they're going to win their division, and they're going to be a high seed in the playoffs. 
Right, they're uh, gonna. They're probably. Yeah, I mean, they're gonna play at home field because they're gonna. That's sorry that that sounded better in my head. Obviously, if they're winning the division, which we I think, think they the Colts are. could get as high as a two or three seed. Depends how their much they of schedule. Their strength of schedule is awful. They right. do already have a loss. They but, play in arguably the worst division in the AFC. Although NFC AFC East isn't and their defense isn't good, is so good. Cam's out. Fifty-six points allowed is ridiculous. Right. Fewest points in the NFL, second fewest yards, fewest yards per play, and they have forced the fifth most turnovers. They've they've like similar to the Browns. They've played garbage teams so far. So we'll really find out what happens uh, when they play. Uh, actually, when they play the Browns, that's going to be a good matchup. Matchup to watch for this weekend. Right. Then they're going to play the Ravens, the Packers, the Titans twice, and the Steelers. So uh, we'll we'll find out if they're real. Right. Um, it's not we, it's not crazy easy this year. Yeah. I mean, but what, after they play the Ravens and the Packers, we'll know if they're legit. Yeah, I think I mean, you know, I think they have a very similar formula to the Chiefs when the Chiefs aren't opening up their playbook. I think yeah. you wait on your defense to be opportunistic and hold them down and you look to the Chiefs to take uh play mistake-free offensive football and put up enough points to get it done. And, yeah. you know, but the, they did have quite a few. They had a few injuries on that defensive side of the ball. Uh, Darius Leonard, they don't know if he's going to play or not. Coming up, obviously, a huge loss, the rookie of the year. Uh, and, and oh, gosh, the, the weird Yasin, uh, the cornerback, Yasin. Oh, Rock Yasin. Yasin, yes. Um, His you first know. name is Rock. I mean, he's, he's kind of been hobbled all year, and we saw him go off the field uh, during their game as well, again. So... Uh, yeah. obviously the Colts, while the Colts and the Colts are riding that defense. And if they can't continue to have that defense perform at that level, there's going to be, there's going to be issues. There's going to be, there's yeah, going to be problems. I, I think their defense is great. It's the best in the NFL right now, but it's not 2013 dead. It's not good enough to carry a quarterback who I don't, I love to be up on Phillip Rivers and I think he's playing great right now. And the Colts are the best situation he could be in, but I don't think that Philip Rivers can make that play when you really need it, which is going to happen when you play really good. Right. And so, and so moving on to the kind of the flip side there, uh, we talked about the Colts and they played the bears who were undefeated going into this matchup. And uh, we talked about it. I called it, I bet on it. Uh, the Colts, you know, uh, pretty well handled the bears. The Nick Foles looked bad. Um, but what that comes down to is that the thing about it is that if, the Bears, the Bears are who we thought they were. They were they're an overrated three and team, but in a weird as weird as the NFC is right now, where I, I know you had a dream of the NFC West making the three playoff three wild card spots, but while the Bears, uh, you know, they got off to a great start. Are we looking at a, a they're they're not gonna they're not gonna go undefeated. They're probably not gonna win that division. But are they at least a playoff team? That uh, that waits to be seen. Uh, seven playoff spots and the AFC is kind of a top head. So, you know. So right now, what do we got? We got Bills, Chiefs, Steelers, Ravens. That are locks. Playoffs. Bills, Chiefs, Steelers, Ravens. So that's I mean, we're more talking spots. I mean, we're talking NFC. Oh, he said Bears. Yikes! I, I was I was talking about I was thinking about Browns. My bad. The, it was those bees. I was thinking. I was thinking. Um, yeah, so playoff teams, we've got, you know, Seahawks, Rams, Packers, 
Yeah, the Bears are totally making the playoffs with this garbage showing in the NFC this year. I don't know. It'll Eagles, be... Washington, Cowboys, Giants, basically already out. NFC East, basically all out except for their winner. So we got one from there. Then you've got two in Seahawks, Rams, probably Niners, um, if they can put it together. But it's looking rough in their division. I don't know, man. Teams. The Rams lost the the 49ers lost the Eagles on Monday night. They need they need Garoppolo back. Uh, you know, we talked about this. We talked about this when we saw Garoppolo go down. It was all about weathering the storm, and they've got to get healthy soon. They've about wasted those games where they need they need Garoppolo back. They need him. They need him big time. I mean, they still got the best defense in the division. Um, uh, we'll just have to wait and see. If the Bears could easy game their way into the playoffs, I mean. Okay, so next week we're going to find out if they're real. They play the Bucks. We're going to find out if they're real. And then they play the Panthers. So after those two games, I think we'll know who they are. And then they end the season at the Packers. So possible possible important game there on uh, January 3rd. January 3rd, by the way. That's when they that's when they play the, pa- the Packers. Last game of the season, I assume? Yeah. That's wow. crazy. But, uh, yeah, that's when we'll find out. That's, I mean, wait, possible important game, but we're going to find out if, if, wait, if wait. the Bears are legit these next two games. Oh, the Bears play the Packers on January 3rd? Yeah. I thought you were saying the 49ers. I was like, what? Oh, yeah, but I mean, it's a division no. game. Um, Yeah, the Bears, I don't know. It'll. They've got to figure out what's going on at quarterback because Nick Foles, Nick Foles looked terrible. Um, He didn't look like the answer. And Trubisky right. looked bad in those first three games, but they won them all. I mean, he obviously got benched that third game. Oh, I just don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm gonna keep a watchful eye. Obviously, obviously, my girlfriend's up there in Chicago, and you know, so I'll have to keep a watchful eye on the Bears all season. Uh, it's yep. kind of her secondary team at this t- at this point. I think we've converted her over to a Chiefs fan, but uh, yeah, it's, it's certainly something to watch for there with the Bears. I'm, I'm intrigued, but I don't. I don't know if I can call the Bears a playoff team, but I don't know who else in the NFC I'd call a playoff team. You know what? We talked about this earlier. And the NFC looks like a garbage fire. You know who might be able to sneak in? A certain team in the NFC South who started 0-4 and is a little better than everybody thinks they are? Truman. Maybe a little... No. Stop. Atlanta Falcons. No. They're not going to do Call. it. They can't. They're Call. too far behind. How, how are they sneaking in? Okay, Truman. So we've got Seahawks, Rams, Packers, Bears, somebody from NFC East making it. That's five teams. Yeah. So then... 2-2-1-1, two, two, one, one, right? Your next likely ones are anybody, somebody from the NFC South. 2-2, two, 2-2, two, two and 2-2, two, two and two. okay, sure. So we've got one spot left. You don't think the Saints are taking that? They've got to make up two games on, on a team that they've got two, game, that they've got two more games against? Yikes. They got to make up two games on the Carolina Panthers, who they also have two games against. They've got to beat they they've got to make up two games on the Cardinals or the 49ers. The Cardinals don't look very good. They just that lost would be exciting. they just lost the to the Falcons Lions. Could turn it around, that'd be exciting. And they just lost in the 49ers, uh, just like we talked about, if they don't get healthy soon, you know, that that playoff seed starts to slip away from them. Yeah, okay, but like And here's the thing. I don't know if the Bears are going to make the playoffs. I still don't know if the Bears are going to make the playoffs. Yes, they have a 3-1 start, but they don't. I, you know, they, 
they still have to play the Bucks and the Rams and the Panthers and the Packers. They could lose to the Vikings pretty easily. They should have lost to the Lions already. They get to play them again. And they get to play that. They've had to play it at Jacksonville in the middle of December. Okay, that would Truman, be oh, I, a stupid game for the Nolans. It sounds it sounds fun. It sounds great. You know, but I'm going to quote Donald Trump here and say, "Sounds great, doesn't work." Do you know how many times an 0 and 4 team has made the playoffs? Do you know how many? A few times. Because I do. How many? It's not a few times. It's one. One 0 and 4 team has made the playoffs. Who was Did you it? Name that team. It wasn't the Chiefs, right? No. It was recent. Kind of, not really. Who was it? It was before we were born. Oh, what? It was the 92 Chargers are the only time that an NFL team has started 0-4 and made the playoffs. That's it. That's it. And you think this Falcons team's got what it takes? Yep. You know... Two, ec- actually, two epic collapses that would have us talking about them differently. They'd be two and two, and they wouldn't have to make up any games against those people that we all there just talked is, about. There is an extra playoffs. There is an extra playoffs. And and I don't think, and I think one of those playoff spots, and probably one of those playoff spots that we're talking about is locked up right now, probably ain't locked up. I, I think it's easy that the Bears drop drop easily. I, I just, so we could see know, the Rams this is fall. Just so off incredible all of a that the NFC East this. Bad. Right, we're not getting any additional teams from there. You can get, again. I'll bet money. I'll bet eating weird things on stream. I'll bet a lot of things that you know, an extra team yeah. doesn't make it from the NFC. The, East. the the Falcons may be zero and four, but you're right. There are a couple weird momentum changes away from being like three and one or two and two. So this is my team of the week. It's going to get demolished. Right. It was the Jaguars two weeks ago, and this week. All right. And I last week it was the Colts. So I'm about one and one on this. So we're talking, we're talking about getting on the get on the Atlanta Falcons bandwagon now. And I'm and we can clip this. I'm gonna post this all over socials and everything. If, if the Falcons end up making a playoff spot, we'll be talking about You'll it. You'll be a genius. You'll be a madman. It's not gonna happen. I I love your enthusiasm. It's not gonna happen. Great idea. Doesn't work. But uh, it, it's it sounds it sounds fun. Yeah. It sounds fun. Yeah, and I think you know we saw a lot of silly things happen in other sports in Corona shortened seasons, and they've got and they happen to add extra wild cards this year. I think this is yeah. I think we're I think we're looking great. Um, so kind of to wrap up our team segment, we've touched on this division a lot, but I do want to make sure that we do uh, give credit where it's due. Um, and I want to ask the question to you: Is if if the AFC North right now? Uh, I think we do this every week where I say, is this the best division of football? Is this the best division of football? Well, this week we're talking about the AFC North. Owen, is the AFC North the best division of football? So they're really good. Uh, they would be if, so we know that the Steelers and Ravens are legit. If the Browns prove themselves to actually be legit, I'd say yes. But until then, I have to say no, and it's still the NFC West. Because okay, the Cardinals kind of look like frauds right now. Lost two shitty teams in a row. They they still have the pieces to be able to be a legit team, I think. But I think that the Seahawks and Rams have proven themselves as real teams. Uh, we know that the Niners can be if they cannot have everybody go to the hospital. But so it yes, if the Browns are good. So the Browns need to beat the Colts. If the Browns beat the Colts this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this coming game, yeah. then I will agree with you. 
This is a huge but, game. This is a huge game. This is, you know, we're not talking. We're probably talking for. A, they're probably playing for a top five spot in the AFC West. In my in the AFC. Right, and this I mean, isn't. Yeah, this mind. isn't going to get any laurels. People don't. The Browns. The Browns and Colts aren't sexy picks. But I think I know that your betting spreadsheet will agree with me. But this is probably one of the biggest games of the year. Yeah, Colts I, Browns probably one of the biggest implication games of the year. Yeah, well, my spreadsheet loves the Colts, and uh, and the Colts, it, w- it will be in Cleveland. So I'm interested to see what that line is, and you know, uh, two three and one teams that I don't think anybody expected. This is a huge game this week. Um, I'm, I, I, you know, and I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I think it's fine to be excited about Pittsburgh. They're three and zero again. Another team that hasn't played anybody, and the Ravens. Uh, were one of the favorites. Were one of the two favorites in the AFC coming into the year, and they're three and one. They haven't really disappointed, but I think we all soured on them a bit after that Chiefs loss. But yeah, I mean, I think it's probably the best division in football as of week four at the quarter season mark. It's probably the toughest division in football. But that's the issue with playing the toughest division in football is uh, it's hard for we've seen it. It's hard for multiple teams to make it because. At the end of the day, we expect the Ravens or the Steelers to challenge for that top spot in the AFC, which means they're going to have to cannibalize themselves a little bit, and that will probably come at the expense of the Cleveland Browns. Or if the Cleveland Browns steal some, then maybe we're talking to Colts challenging for the one seed or the two seed. Or the Bills challenging for the one seed or the two. I mean, the, uh, the Bills are probably going to challenge anyways because they, they get to play in that bad division, and if Cam Newton's out for longer than expected, they, they can build up their lead in the AFC East. So Right. But I saw that he was asymptomatic and might be able to be back with the team like late this week. So uh, Cam Newton would, which would be very interesting. So this is not standard uh, coronavirus protocol, but right, you're know. supposed to wait two weeks. But he's, but I mean, if you have enough negative, probably if you have enough negative tests and they think that you came no, into contact that's earlier, not, that's not how. No, no, right, the well, NFL just, players are gonna do the NFL thing and be like rules for thee, not for me. That's not standard coronavirus. Okay, well I'm just fourteen days. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you what I saw. Um, but I mean, I know what's gonna happen. It's not coronavirus procedure. That's all I'm saying. Right. It's very. It's very interesting. Um, so yeah, I. I'm. I'm interested to see what happens in that AFC North. To see if we get. See if we get three playoff teams from there. Uh, and hell, even the AFC North's uh, garbage fire of a team beat my favorite uh, garbage fire of a team this week. So I'm upset. I had. I had money on the Jackson. I had money on the Jacksonville money line. And shit the bed. Thanks, Jacksonville. Um, it's great. I really and Jacksonville held tough. They just could not score, and they just kept turning the ball over. Stop turning the ball over if you want to win. That's the answer here. Yep. Was... Right. Uh. So yeah. So I think that about does it for me with the uh, kind of the team aspect of the NFL. I want to. Yeah. Let's move on to individuals. Yeah. Let's rotate on to just kind of some individuals, and then we'll rotate on to the NBA Finals here. Um. I've got. So my first line here is I've got uh, so Bill O'Brien's finally out. Uh, what coach do you think should be next on the out? What what, um, what coach is what's Bien-Ami. the next hottest? No 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 sorry. What's the next hottest seat of for a coach? In oh, the NFL? who should be next to be fired? Yes, I, I actually reread this after I sent it to you and I was like I worded this wrong and that's ex- and I and you took it exactly where I was worried you might take it. It's like oh who yeah, should be okay. the next coach so of the Texans? If Adam Gase doesn't get fired, uh, somebody should uh, like. Docs, uh, whoever the GM is of the Jets, and just post pictures of where his kids go to school. All right, let's know. not let's not encourage doxing against the Jets there's, GM. There's, Jesus Christ. There is there is 
no way that Adam Gase shouldn't be fired here within the next two weeks. I would be shocked if Adam Gase... Uh, so the Jets... Holy shit, also. for Holy shit, Jets fans. The Jets play the Chiefs in Kansas City week eight. If Adam Gase is still the head coach going into that game... Because at the end of the day, because uh, they play the Cardinals, the Chargers, and the Bills in the next their next three games, and I'm not sure if you lose to the Chargers and the Cardinals, I don't think you make it out alive. I don't know if you lose to the Cardinals at home this week. I don't. I think if you get blown out by the Cardinals at home, I think you're probably out. I think you're probably done. And if not that, then if you lose to the Chargers, especially in a big way, there's no way. And if you lose to the Bills again, I'm just I'll. Somebody needs to then fire whoever's not firing Adam Gase and then fire Adam Gase. Fire both those yeah. guys. Yeah. Obviously, I was joking previously. Um, maybe got a little bit carried away. But, yeah, no, I was joking, first of all. But, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, – but what's not a joking matter is how bad the Jets are. Right. Uh, they, they can't continue to roll out this god-awful product. They can't. Right. People have got to get fired. Uh, GM and coach probably getting fired, and they need to be fired here within the next two weeks. And you know, and we also we obviously we talked about Dan Quinn early in the show. Is that when teams have those epic collapses, it's probably somewhat on the coaching staff. Um, Matt Patricia's having a hard time down there in Detroit, but you know maybe they beat the they beat the Bears and they're sitting at five hundred. Maybe we're not talking about that. Maybe we're talking about you know them being tied for the Bears at 2-2, two and two, and then we're talking, well, are they really in a hunt for a playoff spot or not? And, again, you know, we'll do a lot of what-ifs every week. That's uh, one thing we can guarantee here on any sports talk show, but especially, Dom, that's true. There's a lot of what-ifs, from me, at least. And then, uh, yes, here, I have a little dark horse candidate for you here. Okay. I got a little a little interesting thing to throw at you. Um, it's from a team that was winless coming in this week, picked up a big win, has a quarterback missing, and that we're actually in close relations to. I believe that Vic Fangio is a dark horse candidate for the hot seat. I think, yeah, I think he's be. underperformed. I don't, you know, and, and it's going to be tough. I, you know, as we see with the Chargers sticking with Anthony, Anthony Lynn for this long, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you probably have a top two coach and a top two quarterback in your division. I'm sorry, you know, that's just the way it is. And sometimes I think, I think a lot of those coaches get to come, get to go to their GMs and go, I'm sorry, boss. It's uh, uh, we play Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid's twice a year. What do you want me? To, what are we supposed to? We're supposed to win this division. What are we? What are we doing here? What are we talking about? You know, Anthony Lynn. Anth- I think Anthony Lynn got a five-year extension for beating the Chiefs once. You know, Kansas City. Yeah. <laughs> the, the run that Kansas City's been on the, in this AFC West has been tough. So I think a lot of the coaches get a pass, but I think Vic Fangio, um, if he can't, if if Drew if Drew Lock comes back and they don't perform, I think Vic Fangio might might be on the hot seat at, at the end of the year and you know and you know elway's got an itchy tr- uh, trigger finger for a lot of these things he should and he should vic vingio deserves to be fired uh in by his he's he's been with the broncos for three seasons and they haven't challenged for anything in the last three seasons uh they haven't even been top half of the afc west for three seasons mm-hmm. um he deserves to be fired um you know we see this where people feel bad for coaches because their starter gets injured and they continue to lose games but at the end of the day, what are you supposed to give him another chance? No, he's had three chances to do something. He hasn't done anything with them. He's he should be next. Right. And then okay, so let's so let's not take this question where you wanted to take it before. And uh, it's kind of my next line item here. Um, with I know previously I said I figured that the Falcons will figure will fire Dan Quinn by the end of this year. 
And I, I stick by that. I, I, I still don't think Dan Quinn will be around. But and I previously said that would probably be the top spot for Eric Bieniemy Because if the Eric Bieniemy, the Chiefs offensive coordinator, isn't, isn't, isn't plucked, uh, I, and I think every, every time a coach gets fired, I think you should expect to come to Dom, that's true, and expect us to talk about if Eric Bieniemy should go there. Because Eric Bieniemy should be the first head coaching hire this year. This off season, I think I yeah. think he should he should be he should we should know where Eric Bieniemy is going before the Chiefs' first playoff game, <laughs> because you can start talking to him after yeah, week seventeen. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. You know, but, as Chiefs fans, you know we shouldn't be super pumped about him leaving because you know that's our offensive play caller. But then again, at what point are we as Chiefs fans going to say that? Chiefs offense isn't going to change with without you know Andy Reid's going to find some other offensive genius Peterson, uh, and then Peter sorry Doug Peterson, Peterson, Peterson. into uh, Nagy and now into Bienemy right. all top flight offenses that's, and nothing has changed with them leaving. That's weird. Doug so, Peterson and Matt Nagy got hired pretty quick. I don't know what the, what's the difference with Eric Bienemy. Uh well, sure. Uh, well, it has to do well, with certain molecules. Well, of, well, uh, well. When we talk about this, uh, so for Eric being me, the question I want I, I have to pose to you now is: is that out of you know w- we can talk about you know we talked about a few spots that uh, might have head coaching vacancies coming up this year. Um, is is are, are the Texans now the top spot for Eric being me to go? Would that be the best situation for him? No, the, I, the Texans are an absolute dumpster fire. Uh, I think, I honestly think the Jets would be a better spot. Oh, stop. Oh, come on. You're joking. The Jets, uh, both spots are going to have to have new GMs, but we've seen Houston consistently make the wrong hires like we've seen the Jets. Well, the Texans have already fired their GM. But the Texans have already fired their GM. Yes. So if they can bring in a decent GM, maybe. But the Jets have. The Jets have more money. But, they have Le'Veon Bell, and that's a really good starting spot Le'Veon for a Bell. running back. I, I, here's the thing. The, 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 the Texans don't Sean, even have a first-round draft pick next year, Truman. It doesn't matter because you, you get Deshaun Watson. You don't have to deal with Sam Darnold and, Le, and Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell isn't good anymore. Look at it. He, he's, not, he's not a top 10 running back. He's a top, maybe top half. He's, yeah, he's borderline top make, 10. You can't even build your team at the Texans. You're screwed. The next head coach is set up for failure at the Texans. I, no. I, 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 th- I, think, I think you've got to love the enemy there uh, to, the t- to the Texans. And I think, you give them, I think you understand that Bill O'Brien has handicapped your, crippled your, crippled your team a bit. And I think that would attract them even more. Is I, think, I think any head coach that goes there is going to have – about a three-year buffer of understanding because of how crippling Bill O'Brien has been to it, has been to this right. Texans team. So I and I think I think there's a lot of appealing things, and you get that young, uh, athletic, malleable quarterback in Deshaun Watson, and I think I think that's great. I think that's awesome. I think I think the Texans are the top spot. Uh, you know, I think Atlanta or the Jets or you know other places that we expect. Uh, I think the Lions would be a terrible spot. Although not not. Not awful per se. I mean, another solid quarterback, Matt Stafford, but he's aging up. He's very similar to Matt Ryan, aging up, never won anything. Always had good stats. Um, you got a few young wideouts there with uh, uh, Marvin Jones Jr. and uh, Gall- Galladay. Can you? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and and DeAndre Swift uh, at running back there. I think you know, you've got a and, and a solid veteran with Adrian Peterson. You know, who knows? I think Adrian Peterson's just as good as Le'Veon Bell right now. 
Le'Veon Bell isn't playing, and when he does play, he's, you know, he makes the Jets defense, uh, Jets offense a little more dynamic, but I, 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 I don't know if we should be saying that Eric Bainham should be going to the Jets because they have Le'Veon Bell. I, I still think the Falcons would be the ideal spot for Eric Bieniemy. Uh, I think that's where he should want to go. But obviously, there's going to be uh, there's always firings that we don't expect, and uh, we're just going to have to see. Eric um, Bieniemy to the Broncos would honestly be a really good spot for him, but I don't. I and I really hope it doesn't happen. But boy, that would be the Broncos would be an awesome spot. Yeah. Um. But you know so. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so talking about we've got we've got Deshaun Watson. He's a very very solid young quarterback. Uh, talking about another malleable young quarterback who's performing not very well right now, and is in a team that's uh, technically in a playoff hunt. Um, should the Washington football team be bench Dwayne Haskins? Playoff hunt. They are. Uh, so I think poor uh, Dwayne Haskins is going to end up being the next quarterback who's really good in college, who everyone thinks should have been good, went to a trash team, lost all his confidence, and became a bad NFL. We saw this with Brady Quinn, Colt McCoy, and however many college quarterbacks went to the Browns before Baker Mayfield. A lot of them don't have that mental toughness to, to be trash because of a bad situation for two straight years and then turn it around. Yeah, I think Dwayne Haskins is the next quarterback casualty in this game. I, I think Dwayne Haskins certainly has the ability to be a good quarterback, but I think the team's just too bad. It's not good enough to, for him to be able to turn. I don't know. It's one of those where they are struggling super hard. Chase Young was out last week. Um, but they are in the mix of a, of a playoff hunt. Um, but there's something to be said that Maybe you stick with Haskins, and if he sink or swim, if he sinks, you get rid of him. If he swims, then we're all off better for it, and you learned. But you know, I mean, I think they've got the easiest schedule of the three team of the three one-win teams in the NFC East. But and then you have to ask yourself: Is it about making the playoffs, or is it about winning the Super Bowl? Because right. if you let that young quarterback develop, you probably got a better shot at winning the Super Bowl. But if you take them out and put in. Uh, maybe Kyle Allen or Alex Smith, then you've got a better shot at making the playoffs. And while the playoffs aren't the end goal for, uh, you know, aren't, aren't really the end goal for any franchise, but they are a goal for sure. And so I, it's tough. And, and here's my solution. Is I, th- I think if you would have to pull out Dwayne Haskins to put in Kyle Allen, I think it's a no because Kyle Allen's never really been successful. But if you had a healthy Alex Smith, that can go out there and compete and maybe get you to the playoffs, maybe even steal a playoff game here and there, especially with home field advantage against uh, what's what we just talked about. It's probably going to be a little kind of a bad uh, NFC wildcard team. Uh, then I think then I think there is uh, arguments to be made for what could happen there. So I don't, you know, I don't hate it. Um, I'm just, you know, I like, I, I, th- I think that's going to be my answer. I, th- I think if Dwayne Haskins is, if it's if he's gonna get replaced with Kyle Allen, absolutely not. Leave Dwayne Haskins in there, let him sink or swim. If he's getting replaced with Alex Smith, I think you I think you have to think long and hard about it. Especially if Alex Smith is, you know, seventy five percent of the man he was. Yeah, I just I just I think the situation's just too bad. He's gonna. And I, I I'm rooting for him. I think he's a nice guy. I liked him in college at Ohio State. I just think he's gonna be not gonna be able to pull it out. Yeah. 
Yeah, I yeah, he might he might just not be good at the end of the day. That might be, that might be the short answer is Dwayne Haskins might not be worth it to let him develop right. anymore. He might plug pull the plug and focus on making the playoffs. Um okay, so moving on from really bad quarterback play to some of the best quarterback play in the in the in the league. Um this week, I guess I guess when I wrote this question, I thought I I thought I had had I thought some guys had had a better week and some guys had had a worse week but as far as I'd seen it. I know the Seahawks struggled there. Uh, and Gosh, and I can't remember who it was, but it should have been an easy game. Somebody weird. But, and the Bills, you know, uh, handled the Raiders pretty well. But... Uh, yeah, Seahawks struggled against the Dolphins. That's right, exactly, yeah. But they, they won and they covered. Because um, remember, Owen, good teams win. Great teams cover. Um, of course. But my question to you is, did Josh Allen take over the top spot for the MVP race right now? No. <laughs> no. Russell Wilson is clearing away the MVP category. Come on. Let's let's screw Russ one more time. Come on. Uh, I mean. Screw this man. Uh, you know, if. I know that people want to say the NFL is like a racist league and stuff, but if Josh Allen is your top spot, the NFL being a racist league might actually be prevalent. Uh, There's because that's the only way that you would choose Josh Allen over Russ right now. I mean, I think he's only. I think he's he's got it in his kitchen. He's he's got teams in his kitchen. He took a one game off after smacking some of the top teams in the NFL with five touchdown games. Russ is the clear MVP candidate right now, and Patrick Mahomes and and Josh Allen uh, are three and two respectively. Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes as of right now. Rogers number three, Patrick Mahomes number four. Oh yes, of course, Rogers. But yeah, it, it, it it's it's what? Russ right now. He's cooking. It's got to be Russ. What if I told you that Josh Allen is only one total touchdown behind Russell Wilson, and has less interceptions. He has, he's had no... I'd still say... No, I would still say Josh Allen only beat the Jets by 10. That's what I would say to you. I'm just... But then I would... But then you would counter there. with that Russ had uh, only beat the Dolphins by 8. Yeah, so Russ, yeah, Russ struggled. Maybe you got some sauce here. I mean, you know, Russ, Russ had... had uh, Allen added, uh, they both had two passing touchdowns. Russ did throw for 360 yards for a team that struggled. It's very interesting uh, when a quarterback performs that well. Uh, you know, we talked about Mahomes being out of it. Um, Mahomes is, you know, he's right there. No interceptions, 11 touchdowns. He's had a few more a few more on the ground. I want to say two or three more added on the ground. Um, so, you know, he's probably two or three total touchdowns behind behind Russ and Allen there. And again, somebody with no interceptions, but you know, somebody that we haven't been blown blown away by. I think the hardest thing about it is that Russell Wilson's been doing this every year, and he probably should have won an MVP award by now. But he does this every season. He plays really well, and he's so consistent. But then you have guys that step up out of nowhere, like Josh Allen, and are able to push a narrative, and they have slightly better stats in some categories. And people go, "Well, what about Josh Allen?" And if if Russ is gonna get screwed this year, it's gonna be from Josh Allen. I don't think I don't I don't think if if Russ has the stats I don't yeah. think Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers wins it over him because they've both won their MVPs already, but right. I think since Josh Allen is such a good story and has come out of nowhere, I, I, I be that would be funny. Honestly, that'd be funny. At this point, it would be funny. 
it's kind of like not giving LeBron James an MVP. Like when you play at a, that kind of consistency every year, you know, there's going to be some one person whose offensive stats look good. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. But that would a fun story if Josh Allen screwed Russ in one of Russ's last opportunities. Russ is getting old, you know, 36. Right. Yeah. Cause my, my personal rankings right now is Russ at 1A, Allen 1B, Rodgers 2, Mahomes number 3. And that's and that's that is four of the top five uh, passing touchdown leaders. So, uh, to be respectful, let's talk about the fifth the the fifth guy in the top top five for passing touchdowns. And that man is one, Thomas Brady of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, Thomas, the the seventh round pick. Yes, <laughs> just a dumb rookie. Um, sorry, sixth round pick. Bad, bad late round pick. How did we all miss him? Oh my gosh, but. Uh, at this age, at age fucking, what is it, 40, 40 plus? 42. Uh, 42, is that what it is? Yeah. Somebody, he posted something about like 45 this week, and people are like, is he going to play until he's 45? Or when he's 45? Does he really, and I, I think you're right, because I think that'd be three more seasons. I think he'd finish out his career with, he'd finish out his contract with the Bucks, which I think is for two Oh, well, he's 43. Okay. Oh, he yeah, he's 43, 43, right. Yeah, and he's in his, he's in his first season Jeez. of the contract, so he finished out that second season with the contract. That's so, never gonna be overtaken. Oh my! Right. Well, well, they weren't he's all played, consecutive. He plays longer than kickers. That's ridiculous. What a ridiculously long career. Right. I want him to get the gray hair and get like the long beard, like we saw with like Vinatieri when he was just all grayed out and he looked like fucking Santa Claus. Oh come on, Tom. I don't know if you can grow like an actual beard, but Tom and I, I know you're probably not listening to this, but Tom, somebody send this. If anybody's uh, good friends with Tom, like I am, because I'm calling him by his first name, Tom, Mr. Brady. If you guys get this to Tom Brady and uh, let him know that we need the white hair and the and the white and, and the white beard, it'd be great. It'd be awesome. But you know, but the question is, does Tom Brady have enough in, enough left in the tank here at age 43 to to get the Bucks through the NFC South? Yeah, I I, um, I think the NFC South is a really interesting division. I don't know if uh, if I think the Bucks are a couple injuries away from losing to the Saints. Um, although the Saints don't look that great. Um, and also, I realize that I don't hate Tom Brady as much as I hate Patriots fans. And that all my hate towards Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and the Patriots was the actually fans. just towards the Patriots fans. And I don't actually ha- really have any problem with the main main dudes. So, I'm, I'm happy that Tom Brady's just silencing the haters. Myself being a hater, I'd like to see him do bad, but I can't like the guy. Right. I can't dislike the guy. He's doing some fun stuff at a billion years old. Five touchdown passes at 43 years old is never going to be beaten. That's right. never going to be beaten. That's ridiculous. Right. Um, so, you know, he, I would love to say no, but Tom's just going to prove everybody wrong, isn't he? Just win 12 games with the Bucks. Isn't he? Right, I think That's I just... I think I hinted this earlier. They're three and one right now, and I told you I told you that I think eleven and five wins the division because I was running the math on the Bucks schedule, and honestly, the Bucks have a super weak schedule. I think. Of course they do. I, well, because because they they weren't competitive last year in their division. So, um, but I think I, I I see three more pretty much for sure losses for Tampa Bay. They have to go. They they play they play all three of these teams at home actually but it's they play Green Bay KC and the Rams I think they lose all three of those for sure and then I think you're I think you're looking at one like dumb loss later on to like a like a Panthers or a Falcons or a, a, a another one to the Saints <laughs> Have or they something. Have already played the Falcons once? No, 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 yet. 
two possible losses with the sauce, Truman. Wait think on big. It. Wait Stop. on we it. We don't think small in this podcast. Think big. <laughs> Six guaranteed losses. <laughs> but but I think I think eleven and five wins it, and I think I think they can get there pretty easily. And I don't know, man. I think I, this son of a bitch might do it, but he won't do it next year. He might do it this year, but it'll be terrible next year. Yeah, because they'll play all, be playing all division winners next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what happens if all the division was, uh, winners pull off 49ers and get bad? Then they'll do it again. <sighs> this is what he always does. All right, he can't never keep getting away me. with it. So, yeah, so. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. And. He'll probably just do it. And, probably win a couple of playoff games too. Yeah, probably. Probably Chiefs. It'll be Chiefs Tampa Super Bowl, like everybody said. No, at the that's beginning not gonna happen. That's before impossible. the They might get to the NFC Championship and shock everybody, but there's no way that he gets to the Super Bowl with the Buck. We're gonna get dumb here, dude. I'm telling you, this season's gonna get this season's gonna get dumb. Um, but going from talking about the Colts oldest player in the Super Bowl, that would be dumb. <laughs> going from talking about it, uh, talking about the oldest player in the league. Uh, let's kind of wrap it up here with uh, maybe some of the young guns, huh? Let's talk uh, your favorite. It's the quarter season uh, benchmark, which is one of our favorite to look at, you know, the league as a whole. And we always, a lot of places like to give out the quarter season awards. Um, who's yep. your who's your quarter season favorite for rookie of the year? Calvin Ridley, not close. Calvin Ridley's not a rookie. Wait, he's not Calvin a rookie. Calvin Ridley's been in the league for so long. What? I, I, I thought he was rookie. Oh, no. Are you oh, sure? Oh, yikes. I'm about to clown you live on the podcast. Are you, you keep, sure? You keep talking about Calvin Ridley. No, no, year. no. You keep talking about it. Uh, this is Calvin Ridley's. Let me. It's his third season. Has he? Oh, okay. He hasn't started for all of them. Uh, uh, I think okay. Maybe was, I'm just a moron. He I caught, he, he caught 800. He caught over 800 yards the past two seasons. Oh gosh! Oh, rookie of the year, uh, Calvin Ridley. Probably. Uh, so if it's not if it's not Terry McLaurin, also not a rookie. <laughs> Terry McLaurin is a rookie. <laughs> no, he's not. It, I'm a, I don't know any rookies. I don't want to say Clyde. I'm not gonna say freaking Clyde. I guess I'm just a moron. It's not gonna be Clyde. Just cop out. Let's go. Oh my here. gosh! All right, let's just cut the bleeding on this. Uh, I'm gonna say it's Joe. Bur- I'm gonna say it's Joe Burrow because he throws for he throws so many passes, uh, and I think it's gonna be hard for. And I don't oh, think. Oh wait, how about Chase Elliott? I'm Chase Elliott. Chase. Uh, Chase. Uh, Young. Chase Young. Sorry. Well, it's generally offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year. It's never really the same. Generally, those are generally different awards. If if uh, if Legarius Sneed stayed healthy, he'd be the front runner for Rookie of the Year. Right now, yeah, I guess so. Chase Young really hasn't looked that great. Patrick Queens looked solid for Baltimore, but also not amazing. Chase Young hasn't looked that great. He already has four sacks. He's been hurt. How, does he does he really have four sacks already? Yes. I, I've got to check you. You've been uh, you've been kind of sporadic here in this. Uh, he's got two and a half sacks. That's four in my book. <laughs> Well, see, if you count that half sack as another sack, that's three. And that one and a half was probably just three half sacks in a row. So that's probably four total sacks. He's probably in on four sacks. So, like, if you rewind time and then make Calvin Ridley a rookie, then you can also transitive property Terry McLaurin into being a rookie. I'm with you. I think think Calvin Ridley would be leading all rookies this year. 
which mean that which means that Chase Elliott, the NASCAR driver, kind of gives us one and a half sacks to Chase Young, m- making it four sacks and defensive rookie of the year. All right, it's, it's just so clear to me. It seems that we have lost our touch on the NFL. So let's wrap it up. And Maybe talk. Josh Kelly, Justin Herbert could say something. They looked really good. Justin Herbert did look. does look good. We'll have to see. He's got to start winning some games. He looked good against the Chiefs. He hasn't looked good since. Yeah, are we going to use that argument for Burrow? They have the same record. Yeah, but Burrow's on a bad team. Okay. He doesn't have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Hunter Henry to throw to. Yes, their names are Tyler Boyd and A.J. Green. Those are not not equal. A.J. Green is one of the top wide receivers in the league. That's Stop. not true anymore. He's he's a shell of who he was. Dang. Coming from an A.J. Green fantasy owner. Looks like pretty similar situations to me. All right. Uh, so let's wrap it Joe up. Joe Mixon plays for the Bengals, Truman. <laughs> let's, wrap, let's wrap it up with a little NBA Finals uh, talk. Let's get uh let's just let's just finish it up here. We'll run through these pretty quick. Uh as nothing nothing incredibly has changed. Neil, I think this series are going a lot a, right. a lot of how we thought that thought it was gonna go. But let's talk about let's talk about the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers have looked dominant in games one and two, and they're probably and they're playing game four right now. And I'll give you I'll give you a live, live score update uh here after I ask you this question. Um but the Lakers have looked dominant. But was Game Three that Game Three victory for the Heat? Is that a reason for Lakers fans to worry? No, it's not. Uh, all of LeBron's support managed to have a bad game at the same time. That doesn't really. Happen. It's not gonna happen again. Lakers in five. Um, so, uh, Bam Adebayo getting back for for the Heat is kind of concerning, uh, Mister. Fake Dwight Howard, Bam Adebayo. And he does look like Dwight Howard so Picture much. looks like Dwight Howard when you Google him. Yeah. So much so that you think that it's a mistake. I mean, and he, he is back in the lineup tonight, which is which is a big plus for Heat fans. But the Heat, the Heat won without Bam in, in Game 3. Right. And that's because Jimmy Butler had to score 40. Right. But Jimmy Butler's um, got no problem scoring 40. Yeah, but he's got to do that four more times. I mean, three more times. Not going to happen. However, LeBron James is going to score you 30 points every time. So. All right. All right. All right. I'll trust you. I'll tr- I, 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 I think Lakers in five. I, I, it's just, it's got to be, it's, it, LeBron's not going to let it slip. Um, this is just the Michael Jordan take a, take a break game. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'll give you the score update now. We're about, we're about midway through the third period. The Lakers are currently up 63-60 on the Heat. So, mm, you know, I, it's, it's interesting. Um, I'm interested to see how that, you know, I think a lot of the NBA is just deciding that fourth yet? quarter. LeBron clearly already has a double-double in the third. Uh, he's got 17, and no, he's only got a, he's only got a double single. He's got five rebounds, five assists. So, <sighs> it's tough. Um, Anthony Davis only has eight. Uh, and we saw, we kind of saw that in game two. Game, game three is that, is that the Lakers, uh, it seemed like LeBron James just didn't want to pass it a lot to Anthony Davis. He's been feeding Anthony Davis plenty leading up in this series and then just didn't really feed him much in that game three win or game three loss. And that was kind of an odd thing. But yeah, I think I'm with you. I think I think it's probably just a bump in the road. I think I think we get back I think we get back on track. I think the Lakers get back on track here in game four. Yeah. And, I'm with you. 
Um, that being said, your MVP of the final so far. I believe we're going to, again, like I said, I think we can blow through these pretty quick. I think we've probably got the same Yeah, answer. it's going to be Braun. Yeah. You can't not yeah. say it's Braun. And if it's not Braun, it's Jimmy Butler. And if it's not Jimmy Butler, it's AD in that order. Well, it's if, if, if the Lakers win, it's Braun or AD. Right. Because you can't give it to somebody else. You, you certainly can't give it to Jimmy Butler over LeBron if – yeah, and I, right. I think at the end of the day, it's going to be hard to give it to anyone who's not LeBron. I think any team that LeBron is actually producing on, just even even if someone has better stats, they'll have to have monster better stats. We're not going to, they're not going to do the Andre Iguodala <laughs> cucking that they did to, that they, they, that they did to. That was funny though. That Stephon was, Curry. Can, I still can't believe that. Steph Curry. Yeah. So Stephon. I don't even think that's his poor full. Steph. Is that is even Stephen. his full name. Stephen. Stephen. Steph. Oh, sorry. Stephen. Stephen. Uh, so yeah, I'm 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 right there with you. I think it's got to go to LeBron. Um, because I I because I think the Lakers are gonna win this. Um, percentage chance that the Lakers actually lose tonight or overall? Yeah. Uh, overall. Overall, thirty percent. Thirty percent. Wow. Yeah. That's a little high. You're high. In a seven game series, I don't think so. I have the Lakers' percentage of losing at 5%. All right. I crunched the More numbers. Than me. I didn't crunch the numbers. I threw. I just threw that number on there. Uh, it's at 5%. I, All right. Yeah, I'm just I'm, – I'm right there. I just – I don't think – you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we should have talked to the MLB playoffs. And this seems to – that we're all just – we're just breezing through this. I think there's – I think this is uh, – the season's just kind of been I mean, it's wrapped just more up tight. Interesting than the MLB playoffs. The, the better teams are winning in the MLB right now. Nothing's interesting about. It. Right, and I, th- I think next week we'll probably we'll probably be able to be ready to talk about it next week uh, about the MLB. But as far as the yeah, NBA goes, yeah, I no, think no, I think the series is all pretty much wrapped up for the Lakers. None of the series has been interesting in MLB. It hasn't warranted conversation. Right, and I do, I don't remember except your except for maybe saying ooh Padres fun. I don't remember your prediction last week, but. I said Lakers would sweep. Yikes. So, obviously, you've got to run an update. And I was going to ask, do you have any updates for your series prediction from last week? Uh, yeah, it is now Lakers in five. Oh, because of, because the Heat won that one game? Yes. Okay. Fair enough. I have the Lakers in five to begin with. I think I'm going to stick with my Lakers in five, I think. I, as, as long as they close this game out. This game's a little closer than you thought, but I, th- I think, you know, I think they finished this off. And, uh, I originally had Lakers in three, but that didn't you know. Right. Well, uh, yeah, I think that about wraps it up for the sports content here. Uh, of course, uh, that's my host, Owen Dom, as always. You can find him at twitch.tv. I know, no, no, we're going we're gonna to get to it. Calm down. Right, I'm, not, right. I'm just all plugging right, I'm a little bit before so we can find a nice little bow here at the end. Okay, but okay. You, that's my host, Owen Dom. You can find him at twitch.tv slash domination7. That is D-A-H-M-I-N-A-T-I-O-N, the number seven. All one word uh, on Twitter at um, and, and of course I'm I am always Truman Steen. You can find me at twitch.tv slash Steen Machine. That's twitch.tv slash S T E E H N M A C H I N E Steen Machine. And you can find me at uh, Twitter. It's the same same thing. Um, but Owen, you know we always like to wrap it wrap it up here with a little yeah. little minute or so for you to talk about pop culture, Owen. Yes, sir. What are you talking about this week? What are you going to teach us about? Take us, take us to the church, Owen. So, is Tony Hawk, like, the best celebrity? Is he, like, top-tier sports celebrity? Is, is he, like, 
I think he's underrated, but in terms of people who have only done good things and like been a part of the community for twenty plus years, is Tony is Tony Hawk alone in that department? Because we used to say people like Tiger Tiger Woods, and <coughs> but then you know Tiger had the Tiger thing happen, and then we said Serena Williams, but I mean that's a whole bunch of controversy with Serena and tennis, but which is kind of crazy. Why? But What's the controversy? In terms of well, there, there was some controversy about Serena like throwing a fit or whatever, but I think it might maybe oh, a little bit of racism. That's that. mostly racism, but, yeah. But in terms of being wholly unproblematic, have we seen a sports celebrity like Tony Hawk endure for so long and be culturally relevant for as much as Tony Hawk has been? I mean... Just, just, a, shout, just a shout out to Tony with this one. Nice little shout out to Tony Hawk. I don't hate it. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, I like that you used sports celebrity sports athlete a little tough to say and because that you were so dominant at a sport that isn't as competitive or talked about i think it's a lot easier to be non-problematic because there isn't people it, you don't have to get the constant chirps that tom brady or lebron james get where well, are they the best of all time what about him what about this what about their game last week right. they lost this one but time I also what do you think, think about that, that it's an obvious that tony hawk's the greatest of all time right well, with, with several other skaters you know challenging for that sean white actually being a, a prominent skater himself winning some gold medals well mates. he was a great snowboarder not a not necessarily skater. right but he also invented tricks for skateboard you know that right yeah I, yeah I he invented a trick called the armadillo <laughs> that is it's super cool back? do you lay on your back and ball up it's like you like it's really you gotta look it up the trick it's really cool okay all right all right everybody owen's giving you a little bit of homework here on dom the, the dom that's true yeah, homework go, podcast. go look up uh, sean white's armadillo at the x game on skateboard oh cool we'll check it out it's as they say radical radical bro um i've got uh something similar in the vein where i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna take this time like i like a similar yeah, similar to what i did you. last week I'm going to take this time to again yell at NFL fans. And, yes! And this week, my topic for yelling at NFL fans, that the thing again that nobody gives a shit about, that you that you break the line and you talk to players and you and you harass them and you DM them. There is a post. There is a as we learned late last night, Devontae Adams is not going to be playing for the for the Green Bay Packers. We we found that in the middle of the afternoon. Uh then there's their second wideout, Austin. Uh, Sof- I want to say it's Safarian Jenkins or Safarius Jenkins. It's a yeah, long. Yeah, Severian Jenkins. Severian Austin Jenkins. Severian Jenkins. Severian Jenkins. Okay, Jenkins. Jenkins. Um, Jinkies. Um, had to tweet out and sent, had had to tweet out and put out that he had to put out a message that said, "Please stop DMing me about." Your fantasy teams. I do not care. And here's the thing, people. We've learned this time and time again. NFL players have literally had to tell you every time. I don't know what which of you weirdos are doing this. Stop telling them about your fantasy teams. They do not care. I do not care. Nobody cares about your fantasy team except for the fantasy like gurus. And even those guys really don't care about your fantasy team. They're out there to give you fantasy advice. They're not there to set your lineups. And you're certainly, you, you know what, you, you know what's never worked. Uh, you know, we all watched that. We all watched that movie Uncut Gems, and we all watched Adam Sandler talk to Kevin Garnett and say, "Here's the opal." And Kevin Garnett's like, "I'm gonna play so well because of this." And then he pops off and he wins that. And he wins Adam Sandler. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna ruin it. 
Well, well let's, let's talk about in, in, that, in, in the first series, he pops off and he, and he wins that big parlay for Adam Sandler. And then bad things happen to him for the rest of the movie for Adam Sandler. But at the end of the day, while Adam Sandler did give him that opal and that was supposed to inspire KG, do you know what isn't giving KG an opal? You DMing someone and telling them that you need them to get 10 yards for your fantasy matchup. Or 100. Hey, could you go out there and lay 110 yards for me? I need 11 points. How about a few catches? I'm in a PPR league. They do not care. They don't. They don't even. They really don't care. Stop DMing them. They don't care about Jim from Milwaukee. Hey, what about what about my team, the Milwaukee Bruisers? What if, I've got you starting this week because Devontae Adams is out. He does not care. Stop telling him. He doesn't. You know what? There's enough pressure on the NFL, on the NFL players, that you don't need to add more. Even if, even if you even if what you said mattered to them, you did not need to add more stress to an NFL player's life. They've got enough. In, they've got enough stress on game day. Stop talking about your fantasy leagues. Stop DMing players. And there was also the the weird DMing thing of this is off topic, but there's uh, somebody got DM'd for uh, like they thought. Oh, the guy who tackled. I think the guy who tackled. I think it was Buda Baker who tackled uh, George Kittle uh, low, and he got a bunch of DMs calling him a lot of a lot of really bad slurs and stuff like that. Let's just let's just draw the line here, guys. Stop DMing athletes about stuff that does not matter. The one thing you DM athletes is say, "Hey, nice job today," or "Hey, keep your head up, champ," and that is all I want to see. Those are the two messages that you're allowed to. If I see you posting anything else that you're deeming to athletes, Owen oh, and your brother was guilty of this. He he DM Spencer Rattler after yeah, but the K State. No, that's not. There's absolutely no reason to DM a, a quarterback for a college quarterback to tell him that he is ugly. I'm calling him out right here. That is crossing the line. They are athletes. There is there's a difference. They play a but what game. If he's a jerk. They play a game for a living. Guess what? He was never he was never a jerk to you. And even if he is a jerk, if he's that much of an asshole, you know what he's not doing. Reading his DMs. He's not <laughs> he's not reading his DMs and check what you said. Stop DMing players. Right. Stop DMing them insults. Stop giving them game day advice. Stop telling them about your fantasy teams. I'm sick of it. I All I want to see from here on out I, I would... is DMs to players saying, Good job, champ, and keep your head up. That's all I want to see. Got it? But what if you DM nope. Byron Pringle some jokes? What if you do that? About Pringles? Like one t- as long as they're yeah. like Pringle jokes? No, no, no. So like, I, I, there was a cat backers event at K State, and Byron Pringle talked at it, and people they asked him why he chose number thirteen, and he said, uh, choosing like an '80s number like makes him seem too big, kind of like a tight end. Yeah. And then, the, and then the next game, uh, he was only in there for running downs and blocking. I was like, and I DM'd him, and I was like, hey, Byron, maybe you should have kept that '80s number. They had you blocking so much, and he liked it, <laughs> and he, and he hearted, hearted okay. it. Okay. So, All right. That's fine. I was like, maybe yeah, okay, okay. You like that joke. Okay, I will allow some jokes sent to players. <laughs> Other than that, that's that's it. That's the last that's my last acceptable thing on there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's it. Another great episode of Dom That's True. Uh I wanna you know, thanks again to everybody for sticking around here, hanging out with us. Uh, you know, we'll try to get these shorter. We had a little bit of technical we had a little bit of a m- emergency in the middle of the episode. We kept it chugging. Hopefully it's seamless enough that nobody recognizes when it happened. Um, but I do appreciate everybody stopping by uh, live and uh, checking out on Spotify. So, Owen, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you, Truman. Thanks for another great episode. Yeah, of course. So, again, 
uh, we'll upload this to Spotify on Thursdays, you know, and we might even, you know, let us know if you, if you listen to this and you get this far, let us know if you want to get it uploaded on Wednesdays. You know, I think I've, uh, now that we've kind of got it down, I think we might be able to upload it on Thursday, on Wednesdays all of a sudden, you know, get it out a little earlier for your work week, you know? If you like the, uh, stopgap content, I'm always down to make tier lists about fruit. Uh, <laughs> Kiwi is an S tier fruit and it, it is. So uh, that's exclusively on twitch.tv slash steam machine and twitch.tv that's domination. That is not Spotify content, but it's kind of like a secret content. Right. Kiwis are S tier fruit. That's all you got to remember. Yes. All right. Save it for your minute next week. Again, that's been Owen Dom. I've been Truman Steen. I appreciate everybody stopping by. We'll see you guys next week. See ya!